1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision
0: Tuesday rolls around quickly, here we are, another Tuesday and Ron Ross has been up overnight scouring the headlines as to breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East Ron's back with us, Ron welcome back to 2020 Thank you Neil. Ron, let's start with a headline, coronavirus dilemma. We've got our own issues here in Australia, all eyes on Victoria, where there looks like a bit of a spike happening. But the Prime Minister in Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, says they're being forced to close again. What's the story in Israel?
1: Yes, he addressed the re-imposition of coronavirus restrictions in light of the increase in COVID-19 cases during the weekly Cabinet meeting on Sunday. The Prime Minister said the government would discuss new restrictions to combat the rising tide of cases. He said the Finance Ministry has been asked to render immediate assistance to sectors that have been hurt. And in an immediate update, the Health Ministry updated the number of new patients since midnight Monday, reporting 588 new patients, according to the current Israel Media Reports.
0: Okay, and so let's continue on the coronavirus theme and headlines coming out of the wider Middle East. Saudi Arabia bars international pilgrims from the Hajj this year. What's the story there?
1: Yes, they've banned international visitors from making the Islamic pilgrimage or Hajj this year to control the coronavirus. Only a very limited number of people currently living in the kingdom may take part, an announcement on state media said. An estimated 2 million people would otherwise have visited Mecca and Medina for the annual gathering. There had been fears the Hajj might be cancelled altogether. In normal times, the pilgrimage is one of the most significant moments in the Muslim religious calendar. But only citizens from countries around the world who are already resident in Saudi Arabia will be allowed to attend this year.
0: Ron, let's give some attention to the tensions between Israelis and the Palestinians and the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine has advised Palestine NGOs to resist, by all means, the EU's anti-terror clauses. Uh, What's the story here?
1: Yeah, they called on all Palestinian institutions, including non-government organisations, to adopt a unified position rejecting the European Union's anti-terror funding conditions. As part of its efforts to ensure that European taxpayer money does not contribute toward terrorism, the European Union in 2017 passed a directive stipulating that NGOs in receipt of EU funding may not use the resources to fund terror. An article in Annex 2 of the General Conditions attached to EU grants therefore states that NGOs must ensure that none of their remittances can go to organisations listed by the EU in restrictive measures. Several Palestinian terror groups appear on this list, including the PFLP, the Islamic Jihad and Hamas, among others.
0: Ron, continuing on this sort of theme and the proposal from Israel to annex those Parts called the West Bank, those occupied territories. And speaking to Christians, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that annexation of the occupied territories will actually advance peace. Uh, What's the story here? Yeah, he called on
1: the Palestinian Authority to enter negotiations based on President Trump's uh, peace plan days ahead of the July 1 deadline. I encourage the Palestinians not to lose another opportunity to waste another century trying to destroy Israel. They should sit down and negotiate in good faith. They should be prepared to negotiate an historic compromise that can bring peace to Israelis and Palestinians alike. Israel is prepared for such negotiations. I am prepared for such negotiations." Netanyahu hailed Trump's plan saying it's anchored in a foundation of truth and confronts a great lie head on. The lie that the Jewish people are foreign colonialists in our own ancestral homeland. He went on to say it makes clear that the Jewish people have a valid legal, historical and moral claim to Judea and Samaria and it supports Israel's sovereignty over the Jewish communities. And we note that Rather than use the West Bank, he used the biblical terms Judea and Samaria.
0: Mm -hmm. And that is significant. Hey, Ron, let's talk about Christians in the broader Middle East. There's some significant developments here that we might think are quite concerning, and one of those being severe persecution that's impacting Christians in the nation of Turkey. How do the headlines read?
1: Yeah, Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, has been using the nation's Christians as a scapegoat to distract from his political errors in Syria and Libya, asserts prominent religious scholar Alexander Gulak. The persecution of Christians in Turkey, he said, he's a senior fellow with the Carnegie Council of Ethics, in international affairs he said while the world is busy fighting the covid-19 pandemic dealing with mass unemployment and a global recession the turkish government is taking advantage of the situation to further pressure minorities he wrote he'd been uh, erdogan has been busy reorganizing his secular republic into a mixture of ottomanism and islam for some time one of the oldest christian communities in the world has been feeling the brunt of the pro Islamic pressure from Ankara, Gallagh argues, and the Syriac Aramaic Christians in the country southeast have had to fear for their rights and property. In effect, Turkish authorities have begun expropriating land and homes from Christians, reassigning them to other owners and leaving the affected Christians homeless. The Syri- Syriac Aramaic Church is one of the only churches in the world to use the Aramaic tongue in its worship, the language believed to have been spoken by Jesus himself.
0: Well, Ron, always concerning, and a prayer point, no doubt, for Christians in Australia to pray for brothers and sisters coming under that increased pressure in Turkey. There's another significant issue that's been breaking overnight and it concerns very popular christian television and israel has cancelled god tv evangelical christian channel uh, what's the story here
1: yeah i expected this to come the license for Shilanu tv the hebrew language christian evangelical tv channel which has been accused of seeking to proselytize in israel has been officially suspended Shilano TV, owned by the parent company God TV, began broadcasting in Israel on the hot cable network at the end of April after it received a license from the Council for Cable and Satellite Broadcasting earlier this year. But when exposure of the kind of content broadcast on God TV, including comments by Channel CEO Ward Simpson about the importance of bringing people to embrace Christianity as well as a strong reaction by then Communications Minister David Amsalem, the Council threatened to suspend Shilana's TV licence, pending a review by the Council into Hots' contract with the Channel. Proselytising, seeking to convert people to another religion, is not illegal in Israel, although the law law prevents proselytising to minors without their parents' presence or consent. Council Chairman Asher Baitan wrote to the hot company informing it that the license had been suspended since he argued Shilano TV was appealing to Jews as its target audience and not to Christians in Israel.
0: Yes, the way that Christians will direct our message is obviously going to be of some concern when the issues of proselytizing are to the fore. Hey, Ron, good to get those updates. Thank you so much for your insights once again and for being with us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for
1: taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find
0: out more about us, go to vision.org.au.